before Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie, what just came out, and what is and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video. Sprinkles with Collection Therapy here. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. I am excited for this week's podcast. Very. This was the first time much for you, right? It was. I And it's a great one, but we'll get into that. So did you do any hunting this week? Did I? No, I did not. So I didn't do anything this week. Um, I had a very, very lazy weekend. Um, and... And then I worked all week and went to bed pretty early, not going to lie. But I did see, and this is also surprising, on a Friday night at like 8 p.m. when the sun was already down, I left my house. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with me. I left my house and I went to a movie. I went to a movie with other people and I saw Detective Pikachu and I was thoroughly pleased. So you liked it? I think it's it's perfect. It was exactly what it should have been. It's nothing more than it needed to be, and it and it didn't come up short on on a single scene. I'm not usually like a video game or that that kind of movie guy. Like it doesn't usually interest me, right? It's a right. lot of CG, um, and so I was yes. like, ah. but it actually it looked good. I almost went and saw it the other week. Like, I wouldn't put it as a video game movie at all. Okay. Because I never considered the cartoon to be a video game cartoon. Um, I didn't even really play the video game. I, I played, like, some of the fighting games, but uh, I was always just a fan of the cartoon and the cards. So I always viewed this, like, all the movies as just, like, just anything. Like a Star Trek movie. Like, it's just an offshoot of the universe. <clears throat> um. But not gonna lie, this movie is just perfect for any age. Like it's it's just a it's a fun. It's what we need right now, quite honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a very good movie. Like if anybody is in any kind of mood, just go see Detective Pikachu and relax for a minute. It's fun. It 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 even has twists. Like it has things that I was like, hey, you got me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Some things I guessed right away. Other things I was like, ah, oh, you bastard. Uh, nice. But overall, overall, very good. Very good. Ryan Reynolds is just perfect in it. I mean, what a great cast. I just, I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds, I like the way he delivers his humor, right? So it doesn't have to, it doesn't yeah. have to be like a stellar joke, but the way he delivers it is what makes it funny. Because it's very natural. Right. It doesn't seem like any of it's written down, which I doubt a lot of it is. Um, and I actually watched a little behind the scenes about, well, Ryan Reynolds was talking about it and he was like, he was like, he went in trying to do a bunch of different voices. He was like, all right, what would a detective sound like? But like, what would also Pikachu's voice kind of sound like? And then they were like, Hey, can you just do Ryan Reynolds? Can you not? Like, we don't, we don't, we didn't pay for your voice to, uh, to have you do something else. Yes. Yeah, like, can you not do what you're doing? So yeah. nice. Can you just be yourself? Can you just be yourself? Yeah. 
my only my only gripe with it is like the first ten minutes because you only get like the the lead kid and not gonna lie he he is written to he is designed to not be that likable in the beginning like that's just kind of his story arc but it is a little off putting at the very beginning when you're like uh, he's kind of a turd but by the end you don't even remember it nice okay yeah yeah. But uh, that's, that's, that's all I did as far as activities. Um, I've also been watching a lot of that Leah Ramini Scientology documentary on Hulu. Uh, it's a whole series. I recommend people watch it and and just uh, be happy for themselves for not being in that situation. And for, you, for all those <laughs> who don't know who that is, that's the woman from King of Queens. King of Queens and the brief summer vacation uh, in Saved by the Bell. Yep. Oh, that's right. Her, she was the manager's daughter. The daughter, yeah, of the resort. That's awesome. Yeah, I watched. I, yeah, that's about I it. I watched though. the other Scientology documentary that was on. I think it was on H. Was it on HBO? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. She's done a couple. It was now. intense. Holy she, she should shit. make. She should make more. She needs to keep making. More. I mean, let's be honest. It's a. It's a religion created. By a science, a bad science fiction writer. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's real bad. It's real bad. It makes you want to hurt people when you realize what's going on. Yeah, but you can't because they're a religion, so you're not allowed to. So much money, so much. It's really weird, and they can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. No, you know, except you pay, know, pay uh, no. But anyway, on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that slight downer, but oh well. Yeah. But what was your week like? Uh, no, no hunting. Didn't really get out and do anything. Um, woo. Yeah, you know, crazy living the Rock dream. And roll. Um, but I've been watching The Sopranos. Oh my god, that show is amazing. That's nice. I don't. I've I've always thought about it. It's so, it's so well done. Is it a? It takes place in New York, right? Is it a New York family or New Jersey or New Jersey? Yes. Is it? Okay. Cool. So they're the Soprano family in New Jersey, and it kind of starts. It's basically about a mob boss who goes to a shrink, right? But the shrink is just a small part of this whole just crazy life he lives. It's it's just really good. Nice. Yeah. It it made me really want to watch like like we said last week, like Casino and Goodfellas right, and all right. those other. So we'll probably do that in the coming weeks and talk about them. But other than that, I listened to another podcast called, do um, you know who Dak Shepard is, the actor? I, I sure do, yeah. So he has a podcast called Armchair Experts where he just invites, you know, actor friends, celebrity friends, uh, like Bill Nye, and then he gets – you know, shrinks on there and all kinds of crazy, but he does. It's an awesome podcast. If you haven't listened to it, give it a shot, mm-hmm. but he had Jason long on the other day. J- Justin, Justin long? I'm sorry. Yeah. Justin. Wow. I love Justin. Long. I do too. He's hilarious. Um, one of my favorite movies accepted that he did. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so funny. So in listening to this podcast, it made me want to go watch a bunch of his movies. So I watched like, waiting and accepted and i'm trying to find jeepers creepers on a streaming service because i have jeepers creepers 2 on vhs i don't i don't Mm -hmm. have one 
I love the first one. I love both those actually. Never saw the third because the dude's a creep, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, but, I didn't realize. That um, but the first two, yeah, great movies. Um, but yeah, thanks. so yeah, I've been watching Justin Long uh, movies because they're hilarious. Do you remember? Do you remember him and uh, Zach Amiri make a porno? Yes. Ha. Okay, hilarious. so picture, so picture him with that like mustache and all that and i just want and for for listeners at home feel free to google i've been watching a lot of old wrestling just look up eddie guerrero in like 2003 2002 rather he bears a striking resemblance to a mexican justin long okay just saying just saying i couldn't stop looking at him i just it looks like justin long is wrestling in one of his like serious like you know that that role he plays the the same role in Zach and Mary. Yeah, he's done that before. That very like uh, uh, like snooty looking guy with the mustache. <laughs> that whole that movie's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. So funny. Oh, yeah. But but anyway, enough, enough Justin but Long. I, other um, than that, that's kind of what I've been doing. Not many other movies, or basically Sopranos, and that yeah, that's it. Yeah. But uh, we did we did both watch a little YouTube uh, video behind the scenes on the oh my gosh. never-ending story, the 2019 story that is Child's Play. It was awful. Um, Absolutely awful. Yeah. So this movie has been a roller coaster. Like, I've never been so up and down before. I mean, movies come and go, and I don't think about them. Pet Cemetery came and went. I didn't see it. People said it was whatever, and I'm probably not going to see it for a while. But Child's Play, I heard it was coming out. I was like, boo. And then I saw the first teaser, and I was like, okay. And then I thought we, I saw, we basically both kind of decided that we kind of wanted to see it in theaters. Yeah, because I saw the, the first trailer. I was like, okay, cool. Like That seemed cooler than I mm-hmm. thought. And then, we, and then we got a second trailer, and I was like, Okay, I'm not really into that trailer, but okay. And then I saw some really cool posters they did, the Toy Story posters. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, okay. Maybe there's going to be some cool... Maybe they're at least self-aware. Maybe this will be like a cool thing. No, they just have a really smart kid in marketing. Uh, and then we got this behind oh, the scenes. And it ruined it. Ruined it. I don't know who this was for. I don't know why they would put this out because anybody who was going to see it now is probably like, well, that just like, I could just watch the original one. That's a good movie. Yeah. Like, why would I, why would I watch this new one when you guys couldn't even get the doll? Right. The thing is like the, 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 oh, the face, the face is so wrong. And I, and I have been, a, I have been uh, way more positive on this movie than I ever thought I'd be. And then they had to do this to me. So I'm not hating. I don't want anybody to think I'm just right. like hating because it's fun to hate on these reboots. Like whatever, reboot it. And, but and I'm not saying that they had to, you know, that the Chucky the the doll had to be the exact same because it's a re it's no. a reboot, so it's a reimagining. It could have been any. It could have had fucking purple right. hair. Like that doesn't it matter. It just looks so bad. The dimensions. It doesn't look like a good toy. It doesn't. It wouldn't be a real. The thing. The head is so gigantic compared to the body. It's, and it, all I can imagine is that they they didn't 
they didn't get as much money as they thought they would to make that doll. Did you see how much work they put into the animatronics of this thing? It has like 16 layers. It's ridiculous. Yes, but I think that's still less than the original doll. From what I saw with their molds and whatnot, it looked less impressive than the 1980, what, 88 right, doll? because they're doing it in 88, and they're sort of have to doing it by hand. They're chiseling it out of rock. Mm-hmm. They're, like, bending rock And they used metal. a lot. Yeah, and, I mean, Chucky, two years ago. So they have this doll talking in this behind the scenes. They show the scenes where he's killing people. They give away, like, five deaths, yeah. which I don't know how many deaths are in this movie, but they just show you all of them, I assume. And uh, he do- he his face doesn't move. He shows no expression. And it's all weird. It's sharp. It doesn't look like a a friendly fa- like. I'm not trying to say that it needs to be a friendly face, but the idea is they're selling this doll as a as a good buddy, as a good you know a good fellow or whatever. Looks terrifying. Yeah, it's all like sharp chiseled angles. Like it doesn't even look like a doll. It looks like a robot weird thing. I don't know. It's just awful. I- and also, yeah, it's not a doll. It's a robot. It, that's the other thing that sucks, is that it's it's not a possessed doll. It's just a computer, like, which means we have no connection to it. It's not creepy. It's not scary. It's a computer. They're, bas- it's a they're basically trying to say, like, it's not far off in reality that you're, all of our things are, like, connected to the internet, and they could be hijacked. And they're they're just trying to do too much this franchise, I think. Yeah, they think they're being like woke about it, and I'm like, no, I think, like, I think that's stupid. I think you wanted to sell more tickets, so you didn't, you couldn't actually have a serial killer put his soul into the body of a doll, right? So you wanted it to just be an AI because robots aren't offensive, but people would would cause fewer audience members. I don't know. I don't know how they're trying to put because it's the same people who made it, and it is great. Mm-hmm. Well, not the same people who made it, produced right. it. Like, I, at this point, like, if I didn't have a podcast, right, about movies, I probably wouldn't go see this movie or even rent it. Like, it's just like, I'm done, right? No, but I yeah. feel like we have to, because of all 17 of our listeners, want to know our opinion. I'm going to go see it. I'm, are you going to go to the theater still? Yeah. I probably will. Because, I mean, at the end of June... I mean, what the hell else is out? Nothing. I'm going to go see Toy Story in theaters. Uh, for so. show. Or th- yeah. Speaking of to- uh- And props to them for not even, I haven't even seen much hype for it. Aside for, I mean, working at Target now, the toy section, you could, you can't even go two aisles without seeing more Toy Story 4 stuff. And I'm like, very smart. Yes. Toy is in the name. I, it's genius. Even Barbie's in it. Like real, there's a real Barbie Toy Story toy. I didn't know. They got her. They finally got her. Boom. She's a tough actress. To Barbie get. was in. She was in Toy Story two, and three. Was she Barbie? Oh right, because Barbie and Ken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry, it's been a while. I actually I want to watch the third one. The first two, I mean, I know what happens, uh, but I do want to rewatch the third one before before the new one oh, comes it's out. So good. It's been a while. I just know it ends real sad, and well, it doesn't end sad, but you know, it gets real sad. And I was like, oh god, too much, too much emotion. Too much. I really like. Ins- I, I watch Inside Out like twice a year, and I'm like, that's enough Pixar that's, emotions for that's me. That's enough Pixar emotions. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that trailer, nothing really has popped <clears throat> up that I need. I was like, oh, that needs to be talked <clears throat> about. But yeah, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not feeling Child's Play anymore. 
no it uh, like i want everyone to go i mean, don't give them the satisfaction of, of watching all the all the video don't don't show them that but skim through that behind the scenes and just look at that thing it doesn't look yeah. good it doesn't look right no, i'll definitely put a link in our show notes so you guys can just go into the description of our podcast and you you'll see links and i'll just have it down there so you can go see for yourself and then you make a decision whether you want to go see it based on the information we've given you yeah but for me, it's it's a it's a no go. It's <laughs> that's a no for me. That's dog. that's a no from Kevin from Pizza Planet <laughs> on this movie. Uh, <sighs> but a yes for me is the movie that we decided to watch this week. Yes. So the the movie we had talked about it, I think, on when we talked about rom coms, our top favorite kind of rom coms. Yes, yes. It's come up a few times, and, uh, this movie. And I've ne- I had never heard of it. Um, and so the movie that we're talking about that we watched this week was the 1985 movie Vision Quest. At first, all Loudon Swain could think of was getting in shape. But since he met the girl of his dreams, all he can think of is her shape. You're not from around here, are you? Kidding me? Trenton, New Jersey. She doesn't have any transportation or any place to stay or anything. And I was wondering, maybe we can ask her to stay with us. I'm that guy. And now that she's moved into his house, who's that girl? He can't keep his mind on what he's doing. The girl of my dreams lives under my own roof. I see her every day, but she thinks I'm a kid, immature, a dumb jock. All of which is more or less true. You know what turns me on? Hands. Really big hands. And he certainly can't do what's on his mind. Yeah, that sexual intercourse burns up 200 calories a shot. Oh, what? But give the guy a break. When you're in love, you can do some seriously crazy things. <laughs> this is the new film from the executive producers of Flashdance. Vision Quest. So Vision Quest is a coming-of-age movie in which a high school wrestler, Loudon Swan, decides he wants to be something more than the average high school athlete and sets his sights on a prize that many don't think he can win. He then sets out to reach his goal alone without much support from his father or coach. His family rents a room to a young drifter, Carla. Swain falls in love with her and she helps him stay focused and prevents him from losing sight of his goals. I mean, right there, you had me at yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. I mean, this, I couldn't believe that you hadn't heard of this movie. Hey, let's talk about this. Look, the box, we've talked about box art before. It's awful. Yes. Right. However, that's never stopped you from watching. Correct. Now (laughs) the name doesn't fit the movie vision quest. I don't, I, I kind of understand, but like, I don't think it fits this movie. Right. It's really only brought up because of one character, <laughs> and he mentions it. Who was, uh, which... who, was Na- his, who was Native American on his mother's side? Right. Yes. And his name's Cooch. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he brings up that it's that it's a vision quest that that Loudon is on. But um, I do. Side note: I just want to uh, bring up in River Wild how they do in fact say the words vision quest three or four times in that movie. They do. 
and I just I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, a throwback Thursday for our our uh, a previous episode of ours, River Wild. Go check that and one I, out. It's I even think we talked about Vision Quest, or you did in that episode. I think so. Yeah. This was a first time watch for me. I had never heard of it. I, I didn't even know what it was. And then I couldn't find it on any platform. We'd wanted to, to do a, a podcast about it. I couldn't find it. And then, then right. you had an extra copy. So you yes. were kind enough. You sent it on down to the planet. And my God, is it good? Like, I was like, I went into this like, okay, it's an 80s rom-com, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll just... I'll watch it, but while I watch it, I'll do some other things, right? I found I just sat down and I I zoned into it the whole time. It kept that's what I did it kept, too. <laughs> it, it kept my attention the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's very well paced. It is. Um, like no no scene drags on. The scenes are very short. They're right to the point, um, and they drive one of the characters. Like every scene. Well, there's a couple scenes that don't need to be there, but they're not very they're not very right. long. But for the most part, every scene like drives the character in some way or a co-character. Right. So this movie was directed by Harold Becker, and we did a little digging into Harold Becker's background. He did some Madonna movies. He did a great movie in 1981 called Taps, which Mm -hmm. is a favorite of mine. Uh, For those who don't know, Taps is a movie about a military high school, boarding school, that is going to be shut down, and the, the, the... the kids of the boarding school basically take it over and take it hostage to get their demands to have the school reopened. It's amazing. It sounds pretty rad. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it, but he directed that. And then we learned that he directed uh, Mercury Rising. Yeah. In 1998 with Bruce Willis. Which who knew? Um, I've never seen it. I have it. I recognize the name immediately, but. But uh, I'm not familiar with Mercury Rising person. I remember it. It was a basically a autistic kid solves a puzzle, and then he basically it was in that like that you know the late '90s conspiracy theory everything right. Mm-hmm. So he he jumped mm-hmm. on that genre, but he directed it. Um, Terry Davis. This book. This movie is written is based off a book. Oh, it yeah. is okay. Cool. Um, and so and it stars Matthew uh, Modine and Lydia. Uh, Florentino. Yeah, I think that's how you it. And I mean, it's a stellar cast. I mean, it's got a lot of great people in it. So it's people you wouldn't think of. So Matthew Modine, for those who don't know, uh, is the is the main bad guy. He's Papa from Stranger Things, the white haired dude. Um, yep, that's, that's him. him. So once I once I found that out, I was like, oh my god, he looks like such a baby. The thing is, because he's only eighteen, and these, none of these stars are like a. I wouldn't call them a list like. No, no. Uh, Linda, it, who her character's name is Carla in the in the movie, but I immediately mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, it's the woman from Men in Black. She is the the corn the uh, medical examiner in Men in Black." Right, which I didn't even realize, but what I did notice was she not only looks the same as her character in Dogma, but she also acts the same. She wears the same clothes. She's also introduced in a parking lot after an altercation with another guy and then she's eating at a diner immediately after meeting this guy just like in dogma and she happens to be on her way from new jersey to california 
Now, I don't know if that's just weird to me, but that's the exact same character. <laughs> well, she kind of plays the same character in she, Men in Black, too. This, like, snarky, kind of very confident. But she's not a curly-haired, leather jacket-wearing, grumpy, like, don't-talk-to-me girl. In Men in Black? Yeah. she. I would say that she is, like, when she's not at work. <clears throat> Okay, well, we didn't see her not at work in this. We, she, doesn't, she doesn't really have a job in this one. And, uh, she's an artist, okay? She's an artist. She's, which we do see her sketch of, of Loudon at one point. Which is, that's something. It's definitely a sketch of a person. I would definitely say that this movie's kind of the, the main, <laughs> the way she comes into their life and like takes over is, cra- is mm-hmm. interesting. But I mean, she's totally like a mother figure. Right, but it works. It does. And it's believable because, I mean, she's only 21, but you can tell that she's a hard ass. So it's very believable. Yeah. So do you want to do like a little breakdown of this, like how this movie kind of starts out? Yeah. So basically the movie starts out with, uh, with yeah, 18-year-old Loudon, which his name is Loudon Swain. What a cool name. Uh and he's the only person given a full name in this movie. But Loudon Swain, uh, he's at the t- he's a top wrestler in his uh, 190 weight class. He is the best there is. And he wants to fight the best at 168. Uh, and the best kid at 168 from another school who's undefeated is some kid named Shooter. Uh, not a good nickname nowadays. But Shooter or Shoot, whatever his name is. Uh, we don't see him for a while, but all this, this whole movie is basically about him dropping. What would that be? Uh, 22 pounds. Yeah. This 18 year old kid who's already fit. And he's like six foot two is trying to drop 22 pounds so that he can fight this dude. Uh, and everyone's like, okay, that's a dumb idea. You shouldn't do that for your health. And for the fact that this dude is undefeated and he'll probably kick your right. ass. So we constantly we constantly so, yeah. see him in like a sweatsuit running. He runs to work where he works. I had to look those up. They're called sauna suits, and I want. I remember one. those from high school. Uh, and my dude, I want and, one of those real bad. That thing's like awesome. I played sports in high school, and when we would work out, like we would, what we would used to do is put trash bags under like sweatshirts and stuff to just mm-hmm. make you sweat constantly. It's it's a it's a way that yeah, you could lose a lot of water weight real fast. Yeah, sounds terrible. It's literally but... just a thick rubber suit that doesn't breathe. Now, would it, would it be? It would be really good if it was cold out, right? Right, but you're not venting anything, so you're just sweating, sweating, sweating inside of a rubber suit. Yeah. Mm, nice. I must smell. Uh, anyway, then we also find out that he works. He works at a hotel in the kitchen. Which, what a weird job! But he works room he, service. Yeah, he works room service for. A hotel. Uh, and his best friend's name... Well, his work friend's name is Elmo. <laughs> and he's the he's the cook. And he's he's fucking awesome. Right. And it's just the two of them because it's, it's, they, it's the late night shift. Yeah. And uh, so he... So, like, the first time we see his job and whatnot, he, he delivers to this guy uh, who's doing Tai Chi. And this guy, this is such a weird scene. It doesn't, this scene <laughs> doesn't need to be in the movie. It doesn't, no. it doesn't do anything to add to the narrative. I don't know why it was 
put in there. Right. Totally useless. So that's why we're going to talk about it. <laughs> and um, he basically, he delivers this food and the guy's like, just put it right over there. And he's doing Tai Chi. And I will say that, that uh, Loudon definitely, he could have, he should have left anyway. He really wanted to know what this guy was doing. Uh, and the guy explained Tai Chi to him. And then he's like, oh yeah, like I'm trying to work out a lot. And uh, the guy decides to show him some Tai Chi and then gets behind him and like is, is like getting all handsy and then just does like a quick swipe up the middle there. And at that point, Loudon is like, okay, word, I'm going to go. He's like, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to work on that at home. Yeah. And uh, totally creepy. Immediately he goes he... into the hall and does push-ups. Yeah, while he's waiting for the elevator. As a way to, like, make him, I guess, feel more masculine. I don't know. It was like, I was like, that made me uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is just, it was too much. Yeah. And then when he's describing it to his friend, uh, after he gets out of work, his friend Cooch pulls up on a motorcycle to chat with him. And uh, he, he describes it as, and I quote, I wrote this down just so I could remember his exact wording. Guy today tried to grab my wad, <laughs> and uh, he seemed he seemed in pretty good spirits about it. He's like, "Man, I don't know. It was weird. I didn't know what to do." So I just he left. was like, "Nothing like that's ever happened to me before." Because his buddy yeah. asked him, "Oh, you do room service? You must get laid all the time." And he was like, "No." Yeah. He's like, "But a dude grabbed my junk, and there were you're just like wad yeah, his wad. My, I'm sorry." <laughs> and you're just like, "Why would you tell people that?" I don't know. Oh he's a, man, his, his, great. His his character Loudon as a his personality is he's very open. He shares a lot of information whether you want to know it or not. He's very sweet. Yeah, it, he is instantaneously likable, right? But he's kind mm-hmm. of this underdog. Yeah, because he, I mean, he was he's the best at everything, but he wants to be the best so, at something that is hard for him. To something do. that confused me. So his buddy who is part Indian. What is his, his cooch. So he looks very slim, similar to the head jock that loud. with. Yes. I, the head jock. We don't even get his name. I thought they were the same people. And I was like, Oh, they're friends out of school, but like in school, they had to play this role. And then I, then oh, I eventually no. was like, no, they're two different people. It was very confusing because they look very identical. And there are a lot of characters in this that don't get named. They don't say their name and they might only have one or two speaking parts. And you're like, is that person important? But then they wind up not be like the bully, the main jock. He's not important. In the no, movie. he doesn't. He has nothing to add to the movie. He just doesn't like Loudon <laughs> at all. He just really hates him. And he's pissed that he's he's trying to fight this kid because he thinks it's going to ruin it for the whole team. So, Yeah. <laughs> He's the thing, which, mind you, this is this is uh, this is this is high school wrestling. Yeah, that that we're talking about. This is not this is not a common film. I don't think there are. Do you know of any high school high school wrestling movies? Uh, um, no, exactly. And if you don't know of one off the top of your head, I certainly <laughs> don't. So uh, this is like kind of a, it's kind of like a flash dance uh, for boys right. in the eighties. Uh, but no one's this is this is a very stereotypical like coming of age tale for like 80s rom-coms like there's definitely journeys playing a lot in this movie yeah 
the soundtrack is oh, amazing. Yeah. And I looked up this tape is not worth much money, and the soundtrack is not worth much. You can get this on vinyl for like three dollars, and I was so excited to see that. Ooh, that might happen. I can't. I can't believe nobody knows about this movie. I still like. I'll always look it up, and I'm like, "Yep." Still, nobody knows. On the back of mine, it has a it has a rental video tag. Um, I'll pro- I'll try to post it on the uh, the Instagram. Uh, it says ticket price seventy nine dollars. I can't believe anyone would pay seventy nine dollars for this movie. You know, at, you know, hey, to bring it home and watch it over and over again, and it's a it's a mine's an old rental too. So mine was watched probably hundreds of times. So I like how Carla comes into the game. So Linda. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she bought a, she bought a bag. She car. bought a lemon and Loudon's dad defends her honor against his boss. Yeah. And so he Loudon shows up. It's like, what's going on, dad? He's like, oh, I punched my boss. He goes, here, take, here's some money. Take her to the diner and then I'm going to get this all straightened up. So mm-hmm. he takes her to the diner. And then he learns her whole life story. She yes. put all of her life savings into this car. So she has nothing now. And then she was going to move to California. San Francisco. I'm sorry. Yeah, San Francisco yeah. to be an artist. <laughs> Which, cool. I don't know. I don't know why um, you can't be an artist in New Jersey, but you just, you apparently, I mean, this, she's actually there in Spokane, Washington. Like, I don't know why you can't. Oh right, yeah. I don't know. Wait, I thought she she's from New Jersey. Correct, though. she's from Jersey, but she made it all the way to Spokane, Washington, without going to San Francisco. I, I have no idea. Why wouldn't she just go straight instead of up? Mm, nope, no idea. Okay, wow, didn't even realize that till right now. But anyway, neat. and so you know she's all down and out, and then. Loudon's dad comes in and he's like, well, I lost my job. You're like, well, yeah, that kind of happens when you slug your boss. Yeah. And you can just tell right away that Loudon is smitten with Carla. He's like, you are hot. Yes. She's 21. She's, you know, you know, she's big hair, you know, tight jeans. Big, big, big jacket. Oh, yeah. Tight. Tight jeans pulled up as high as they can be. The it's just nineteen eighty six. It's it's the it's yeah. the perfect magic of the eighties. Yeah. And he was like, Dad, she has nowhere to go. Let her come stay with us. And he was like, Okay. And she at <laughs> first she was a little like, Nah, it's pretty cool, Dad. I'm good. Because she was like, What would your wife think? And he and then he was loud and was like, She doesn't live with us anymore. So yeah. immediately she was like, Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that really would be the only thing that would be like awkward. Because if the two, if the only two people that live there invite you to stay, right? It's like, well, all right. So then. she kind of moves in and, like, immediately takes over his room, like hangs up pictures and puts things around mm-hmm. and starts making them breakfast and, you know, starts helping Loudon kind of understand how women work, really, you know. Yeah, that's so immediately you can see a shift in in him, which I mean, he's 18 um, and he's just becomes way too horny. Right. He's he's (laughs) 18. All of a sudden he wants he wants to be a gynecologist. All of a sudden it's 
It's weird. Yeah. Didn't he say he wanted to be a doctor in space? <clears throat> Isn't that what he said he wanted to do? Um. Well, I, I no. He's he said he wanted to be a gynecologist. Uh, he did say something about space, but yeah, I think he might have said that before, or that's what Elmo thought he was talking about. But uh, he keeps reading all these books about the female anatomy, and uh, he's like, I just want to know why girls have this power over me, and. Uh, He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets extremely horny and he gets way too distracted and obsessed with Carla. Like he's not, he's obviously messing himself up on top of that. He's still trying to cut weight, which is not healthy. But at the same time, he also has this little girl at school. Um, what is her name? Her name is Margie. She's like the editor of the paper. She like, scores the wrestling matches and she's in love with him yes and it's played, which she's kind of played off right she her, it's played by daphne Z, uh zuinga it's the oh she was in Spaceballs. she was the princess in Spaceballs and that kind of stuff oh okay she was like the girlfriend she was in the fly too and i felt like she was a girlfriend in another movie just I, like the sequel the fly yeah. oh wow never saw that one. yeah who did you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't <laughs> think many people did. The Fly too. But I, I was like, she was one of those characters. I'm like, why? Like, why are you in this movie? Like, why did they write this character out? Because yeah, I don't know why he was even writing for the paper either. The whole I don't know what any of that was for. Yeah, and but like, well, that wasn't really. For it anything. goes nowhere. Like they bring her into the movie, and you're like, okay, so. He's in love with an older woman, but he's got a girl in high school that loves him. I thought that they, you know, it was one of those things, older woman teaches you how to get the younger woman, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it literally, like, panned out to go nowhere. I was like, what? What? Yeah. I mean, and that that shows, too, how kind of real this, I mean, I'm going to say this probably again before we're done talking about this movie, but just how real this movie kind of seemed. Like, because things like that do happen where it's like, yeah, she he was more important to her than she was to him, and that was very obvious. And then we don't hear about her anymore because it, it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> it didn't matter to him, and it just that's how life goes. Um, he we don't even see any of his classes. We just see his his teacher, one of his English teachers, who's like he's buddy buddy with, and he goes to a bar with. Yeah. Meanwhile, at this bar, just Madonna. Yeah. Just playing while people are eating dinner at the bar. Yeah, she's on stage rocking out. Yeah, and uh, she's in full, like, ready to take over the world's garb. She, this is, like, the peak of her, not of her fame, but of her, like, her style kind of thing. You know, the whole the whole spiel that Madonna was putting out. And uh, Carlish, so we Carlish do that. shows up at the bar. He introduces her to the English mm-hmm. teacher. English teacher's like, you can call me whatever Carl or whatever. And yeah, you can, again, you're just like, why is the English teacher in here? Like, I don't understand this character's need to be in this movie. I guess. Right. Basically it's showing that this kid doesn't have too many friends because he has one focus. He's a, he's a solo guy, you know, kind of like his dad. He's pushed a lot of people out of his life and he's on a vision. He's on a, he's on a quest to make sure that he, can prove himself to the world and all these adults around him, his coach, his English teacher, Carla, his dad, 
um, his his buddy at the restaurant. What was his name? Mm-hmm. What was the uh, Elmo? El- yeah, they were all like, "You need to, like, why are you doing it this way? Like, we're all here to help you, and you know that kind of stuff." Mm-hmm. And he is just a dumb eighteen year old like loner kid that doesn't realize everyone around him is just trying to help. And this whole movie, he is not eating enough. He's working out too much. He's not drinking any water. So like he. Yeah, and that brings us to the part where he's training. We get a we get one of the many training montages, and then he faints because he's fucking killing himself. Yep. And then the coach is like, "Yo, I'm totally cutting you off. You are not wrestling this dude. I don't care if you make weight or not. It it all comes down to me. You're not going to do it." And then he's all like, "No." And then there's this weird training. He walks in the room, and everybody's like, "Fucking." Like running around like wild animals. I don't know. Wrestling is one of the weirdest sports. Like, am- I, I guess it's called amateur wrestling, even though technically it's the more professional. Technically, I believe it's Greco Roman wrestling. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, naked, naked dude wrestling. And they're all like, you know, tussling around on the floor. It's such a weird thing to watch them train, especially that circle one that they were doing. I was like, what is this? What do they do? Who. Like, who in the chain of coaches continued to do this and was like, yeah, that's cool. And then you get 40 kids in high school to think that, okay, yeah, this is, this is cool. We'll do this. But I don't know. That's how they train, I guess. And then he runs in. He's pissed. He runs in and he climbs that fucking Lego wall pe- all the way to the top. Yeah, the pegboard. Yeah. Is that a common yeah. thing? Wow. See, it's, I don't, I don't do anything. It's like a lot of climbers use it, so it's used to you isolate muscles when you climb instead of just do, it's and pretty just, instead of just doing push-ups or pull-ups. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, but like to them, this this wall, like people in, before this happened, other characters have tried to do it and yeah, fail and miserably. To the top. But like he comes out, and for some reason, to these kids, this is the end-all, be-all workout that they have to achieve. Yeah, they, everything changes after he does that. Everybody's like, yep, we're on his side. He was right the whole time because he beasts up this wall. He hits the top. And then I, I was surprised he actually climbed down. <laughs> he didn't even and fall. The, and the coach walks he... out and goes, you're, you're right. You're in. I believe in you. And I was just like, okay. Yep. So my notes literally say, because I was taking notes as I was watching it, coach cuts him off. And then in parentheses, wrestling is a weird fucking sport. <laughs> and then the next, the very next dot, coach changes mind. <laughs> uh, so that was a real quick, quick plot point where the coach decided, nah, he's fine. Who cares about his low iron and the fact that his nose bleeds every ten minutes? Right. And so, uh, well, I guess that hasn't happened quite well, yet. Basically, but... he's got some nosebleeds because he's not taking care of himself. He's He's literally killing himself to lose the weight to be. And then like he mm-hmm. goes and studies his opponent. Like he'll watch him work out. He goes to the other school and like tells him who he is. And this dude mm-hmm. is like straight up Rocky walking up bleachers with a giant log on his back. <laughs> Not even a log, a tree, like the, the whole, whole thing. thing. And he's like, I hope you make weight. And you're just like, why do you want to fight that dude? He's gigantic. Yeah, he's pretty much fighting Brock Lesnar, yeah. like just running. Like, where did he get this log? Yeah, and you're just like, that's not a school sanctioned log. And then, in this, in this whole time, at, at one point, he sees Carla with his English teacher, which pisses him off. 
He loses it. And becomes a huge asshole because at this point, he's like, I'm a wrestler. I'm a jock. I know what I'm doing. I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. And he, you, you can really tell that his infatuation has taken over. Like he's sniffing her panties during the laundry mm-hmm. and getting, getting, he's, he's losing his right. mind. And so he's like, confronts her, right? And in doing so, he kind of grabs her and throws her. Yeah, he definitely had, he definitely had a weird rape, try to rape attempt. Yeah, it was a little bit like, why don't you make, you know, why don't you have sex with me? And she's like, do you think that's what people want? Is that what girls want? And then she, then, you know, he, he calms. Then she's, she smacks him, or does she smack him, or does he hit? He hits his nose. She smacks him, hits his face. Yeah, and then then he's bleeding again, which we don't even know if his if he's bleeding just from his own health or not. Uh, and then next scene, he's in a wrestling match. He loses the wrestling match because again, his nose bleeds all the time because again, he's in poor health. But mm-hmm. she comes to watch and cheer him on. Mm-hmm. And then they go to a diner, and she kisses him because he's like apologetic. And becomes himself again, right? Yeah. And you're at this point I'm like, she is sending some mixed signals here. Yeah. Um, but also actually we 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 also get to see, which is the saddest scene in the whole movie, we get to see Cooch's dad. Oh yeah. Just slapping him around. And it's just one of the hardest things to watch. Because Cooch you think Cooch is gonna suck when you first see his character. You think he's gonna be like the dick. Um, but then he winds up being like the lovable best friend and you're like, Oh, this guy's sweet. And then you find out his dad's just an abusive drunk who's slapping him around and telling him he's worthless. And then Cooch just flips out and pushes his dad. His dad throws a glass at him and then he runs out. Uh, specifically he, he does not want you to know he's crying, but, um, yeah, and luckily Loudon's there uh, to be a supportive friend, for him. and that help. And yeah. I think that scene is where Loudon realizes that who he is is a supportive, good person. Which yeah, and they also find out that Cooch made up the whole Native American thing because he was he needed something. He's yeah, because his dad, it was just him and his dad, and his dad is obviously not very good. So. He needed something to attach him to belong to. Yeah, very touching, very sad. And then uh, we have another random scene they go on a road trip to see his grandfather yeah huh how about that and on the way there they (laughs) don't stay in a hotel they sleep on the side of the road and build a campfire and sleep in a tent which hey i'm into that yeah and then that was probably more legal back then than now i don't think you just pull over yeah and pitch a tent you can you'll probably get murdered but you know yeah, but Mordor. she tells him like, you know, what turns her on, and it's big hands, and so like, it's all these funny gestures of him trying to be like, oh, do you want to pull over there, and like, trying to show her his big hands, you know? Yeah. And they, he talks about how many calories you, you can lose while having sex because she wants, she's still trying to help him on this path to achieve his goal, and she's just trying to be like, yeah. I'm into you, but like, stop being obsessed with sex and stop being obsessed with and, me. Yeah, uh, which he can't because she is into him, and she's totally, you know, right. She's given those vibes, but she's like, hold on, grow up first, right? And uh, and yeah, and then we meet his grandfather, who's the old man with the salt uh, from Home Alone, the neighbor, yep. which is awesome. 
because I was like, okay, I, liter- sure. I literally out out loud was like, dude from Home Alone, <laughs> and I'm, of mm-hmm. course I'm watching this movie by myself. But again, that right, whole but... scene didn't really need to happen. No, and I mean, I, I could see it as like a. At first, I was like, oh, they're just going on like it's an escape, like a little vacation. Uh, maybe for like a day trip or something. But then when they meet his grandfather, I was like, wait, they never talked about this. When was he going to go see his grandfather? He never even mentioned his grandfather. Yeah. They had uh, to get, so, his yeah. grandfather's in bad health. They had to go see him because Cooch, I mean, um, Loudon's dad had to go to a job interview and he's like, I can't go check on my grand, my dad. So right. they go see him. He likes everybody. He's awesome. And then we come back and, when we get back to the house, they have sex. They sure do. And she's like, sure promise do. me, if we do this, you still meet your goal. Right. And, and then he kind of almost doesn't. <laughs> right. Well, then the next morning, uh, Carla left, which, I mean, she really unpacked those bags. So she must have cleaned up real fast. But she left. And then... um. Then he goes to see, he's devastated that, that Carla's missing. And then he goes to see his friend Elmo because he finds out that he, he wasn't going in for his shift that night. And that was unlike him. So he went to check on him, see if he was sick. And then we get another heartfelt conversation that just, gosh, if you're not already crying at some point in this movie, you get Elmo talking about Pele, which that sentence out of context is weird, huh? Um. You get Elmo talking about Pele and how so Elmo's not gonna go to work because he wants to go see Loudon fight. Yep. And Loudon is all like, It's just gonna be a measly six minutes, like you shouldn't do that. They're not gonna pay you. And he's like he's like, things are more important than money. And he talks all about his experience watching soccer on the hotel TV or his his apartment TV and just thinking to himself, Wow, here's this guy Pele who can do a backflip somersault kick. And then there's just like losers like me sitting here and watching. And uh, it's real tear jerk. And he makes a point to talk about why he's dressing up to go see him and like present, presenting himself as like, you know, well put together. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, I want to be a part of something tonight. So don't fucking give me shit for it. I'm, I'm doing this because, this is a moment and I want to support you, but it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stop being a dick. Loudon. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. And then, then we go to, um, the, then we go to the locker room, the way in. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Where he almost in. missed uh, it. He shows up the very last, like they're about to close up. If they didn't start bickering, they already would have said no. Uh, and he runs in, he jumps on the thing in his like t-shirt and boxers and he's over so or not boxers his shorts and then he uh he's overweight and then immediately just gets naked and gets on the scale hits 168 on the dot um so it's on and then then we go to the the locker room and and who who do you know carla shows up and uh, yeah, Carla shows up for a little pep talk in the locker room beforehand, and, and to be like, "Hey, I had to, li- I yeah, had you- to leave like that because if I didn't, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gone through with it. You would, you know, you would have changed. Yada yada." 
Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. right. Um, and he knew it, which is why he couldn't be that mad. But he was a little mad, but he wasn't that mad. And then, uh, then he trains by himself in like the backstage area, the second gym. Know, was a weird little, a little workout montage where he like does like wrestling moves and he's flipping around. It's like there's one light, there's it's, one light on. He's under it, and you're just like okie dokie. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little dramatic because it's it's literally right next to it. it it's one door at, away at, from the at gym. This, at this point, we're getting very like Karate Kid. Like he's the underdog. Yeah. He's got to prove himself. All we need now mm. is those little drums from Karate Kid 2. And, like, it's the same right. movie. No, that would be great. So then, yeah. Then we get the big fight. And mind you, this this whole movie, the whole point of this movie is for this fight. Mm-hmm. And just like in real life, it's not a very long scene. I mean, the fight, the fight kind of comes and goes. There's a couple slowdown parts. It's not very tense. Because I don't know anything about wrestling. Um, like, it's hard to judge how close a game is when you don't know what a point is. Right. So, Loud, Loud you know was I mean? losing because he was down a couple points. Uh, and neither one had... So, the way you win in wrestling is either you get pinned by your opponent or you lose yes. via not having more points. You get points for... Um, takedowns, you get points for breaking holds, you get points for a, a, an assortment of things, right? And yeah. but Loudon, you know, it's, he's the coach is like, you've got 14 seconds and you're down by four. You need to you need to do what you came here to do. <laughs> and he knows he's got to pin him. If he doesn't pin him, he's going to lose. Right. And uh, and yeah, he does. He fucking pins him. Also, that coach totally looks like a like an RC Cola version of William Shatner. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, Loudon Loudon does. He pins him. He gets his shoulders down for that one second tap. And, and then um, the greatest band in the '80s comes on, Journey. And literally, that's it. Freeze frame. Roll credits. Like, there's no. They show all of his f- friends and family, everybody we've known in the whole movie, cheering him on. End. And that's how you end a movie. Drop the mic. That's that you, classic you like Teen Wolf ending. The game's over. <laughs> we won. We don't need to go back to the house and have a talk after. We don't need to have a romantic kiss after. No. Game's over. Freeze frame. And then you call the movie Vision Quest. And you make that fucking poster. And mind you, the copy that, that both both I and Kevin have, the copy that we have is the, the giant Werney clam, the the Warner Warner Home video clamshell. And it's aside from the side saying adult drama, which cool, that's thrilling. <laughs> it's it's this like maroon and beige color i've never seen this color on another movie i'm sure there are but i've never seen this one and uh not the most appealing looking movie no never would honestly the characters don't even look right on the front they look like like washed out so when you first described this movie to me you said you call you're like dude vision quest and what i saw in my brain was like some type of like knights round table (laughs) fantasy but then you're like no it's about an amateur wrestler so then what I saw in my head was like WWF wrestling. 
And I, and oh, I was no. like, what the fuck are we watching? And then I look it up and I'm like, wouldn't have gotten there. Wouldn't have gotten there from the name. Nope. But I am glad I watched this. This is definitely uh, a four and a half out of five. Like I'll, I'll rewatch this. Oh, absolutely. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. I've, I've already watched it like three times and I bought it last year. I so. mean, th- there are those random scenes that just don't make any sense that keep it from being a five out of five, but like it's damn close. Right. It's just, it's an enjoyable watch. It's good. You know, it's that rom-com. So you're kind of like, you're like, okay, okay, this is good. I like it. You know? Yeah. And it's not, it's not too much of anything. No. It's not too much of a sports movie. It's not too much of a romantic movie. Um, and even the sad parts are not as sad as they could be. So, so it's just, perfect. I think everyone should do themselves a favor. I think you can rent it on Amazon prime. If you don't. Yeah. I'm not even sure if you can rent it. I think you have to buy it through Amazon, but if anybody pay the three has a copy that they haven't seen, put it, just put watch it in it. now and watch it. Do yourself a favor and um, enjoy the shit out of this movie. Yes. This is a cheap movie um, that you can get a slip case for it for like three to four dollars on eBay, and that's more than worth it. If I ever have extra copies come my way, I might save one or two, but I will always supply them to people because they need to see this movie. Yeah, I'm almost. I think I'm going to buy a slipcase because you know me. I I have it in a clam, but I like clams for only. Hey, but that's a badass. It clam. It is a badass clam. That's why I. I this, this is what I call a mantle clam. A mantle clam. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's that's where you can put these ones. You know, these are pretty. These are pretty. <laughs> but this is a must see, highly recommend movie. I mean, I was just I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, this. I'm so glad, so glad we went in blind on this one. I didn't know how you felt before we started. Well, so. I I was stoked to get a new movie that was like, yes, this is stupid good. Hell yeah. Well, guys, as always, we are the guys behind the counter. If you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Instagram at Behind the Counter Podcast or on email at Behind the Counter Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, what you like. Uh, fact check us. L- give us stuff to watch. Like, we just want to hear from you. Uh, and as always, enjoy. Later. <laughs>